had my issues throughout life. So we have this quote that I repeat every single day. Episode, episode, episode. My last question is, if you could put a billboard anywhere in New York City, what would it say? that people are going to steal their ideas yeah but when you see about how much it takes how many people it takes how all the guys it takes to be able to run this store successfully you see you know nothing's a secret yeah. it's just right. hard of course and it's just kind of harder and harder. episode seven of the lug life podcast i'm here with kate and ann from done and done home um, i recently looked up how many how long we've been working together uh the first appointment was january 18 2014. wow that's longer i thought it was 2015 that's amazing i got i got an email saying that uh you were excited we <laughs> you were excited we were opening on sundays that was that was the big move right, yeah. and um yeah I, I mean i couldn't be any more grateful not only for our relationship over the last 10 years but also for how much guidance you've given us. Um, part of our service and working in junk removal is working with a ton of professional organizers. And I might be a little biased, but I believe you guys are one of the best out there. And um, we appreciate that. So why don't you guys just introduce yourselves? Um, just so everyone's aware, we're first uh, time doing the podcast at Remix Market, uh, which awesome. Yeah, which we're, we're literally on the street in Long Island love City. It, love it. My car's parked. Know. Yeah, my car is parked right in front of us. And um, so introduce yourselves. So I'm Kate, and this is my mom, Anne. Um, and we run Done and Done Home, which is a professional organizing and move management business. Uh, we're based in New York in the tri-state area. We've been in business 10 years now. Um, and we handle everything, all people's stuff we handle, and then we pass it off to these guys to deal with. And when we first started out, Kate and I handled all the stuff ourselves, and so when we first heard from Lon and went and had coffee <laughs> with him, it was like the biggest game changer for We've our We've been business. just paying supers and doormen to help us deal with deal stuff. Deal with all the stuff and filling our cars and dragging it to places to donate, and then we met with Lon and we thought, okay, this is a better idea. Yep. Amazing. So we were just talking about it for a while, how much the pandemic played a part in your, the growth of your company. Um, and even before that, you know, I, I know that when we first started working with each other, you guys were what I like to call solo entrepreneurs, yeah. right? Yeah, we were you, were, you were the CEO and you were the worker. <laughs> yes. yep. um, and obviously in the last 10 years, things have changed a lot. 
Um, and just looking back at the last time we talked, you've doubled your workforce. That's correct. It's been a crazy, crazy time. Well, in the pandemic, it, you know, we were all obviously like we all were shut during that early quarter, you know, March to May or June or whatever that was in 2020. Um, and then people were afraid, right, of having people in their homes and coming back. But what we learned to do in that time, we used to do all the walkthroughs in person. We stopped doing that because we started doing them via FaceTime. Um, and so that was a huge difference for us. It just saved on hours of us, you know, dragging around the city doing those. Um, so that was a big difference. But we also started doing a lot of moves without the client there. Wow. Yeah, everything was done virtually. So they would just FaceTime in and say, like, this stuff's going here, this stuff's going there, that stuff's going out, showing them stuff. Like, we'd be on FaceTime with them all day. That is so nuts. Homes, so but could... they were somewhere else, so they didn't have to worry about being with us. So thinking about that, thinking about how crazy it was that you guys were literally talking to your clients via mm -hmm. FaceTime. Like, what does that bring back to thinking about where we are now in the pandemic and that we're able to finally hang out in person I mean, without masks it's on. It's such a relief, I think, just in your normal life, but also in business. I think it just, what we do is really personal, working side by side with our clients like that. And I, you know, it's the same way I feel about like my son being at school with everybody having masks on, like seeing people's faces and their emotions, like all of that I think is important. And so when you're going through your belongings and you're making decisions about things, stories about why you held on to something, your grandmother's china or whatever, it's nice to be able to see the emotions and them too. And so I think that it makes it, um, even though we were able to do it, I think it's much easier and, um, I don't know, less stressful to be able to just be well, like how we used to be. And even when we went to your office this morning before we were here, just seeing everybody's faces mm -hmm. again and knowing that we all formed relationships over yeah. those years of working together and helping each other and trying to figure out how to be the best junk loggers we could be and how to be the best done and done we could be and all that. And then to see people's faces again, you just realize the human connection is a huge part of what makes work interesting, fun, yeah. powerful, satisfying. Yeah. satisfying. And Definitely. when you don't see people, it's much, much harder. Yeah, it was crazy to hear like you guys met our director of operations, Ronnie, for the first time. I, yeah. I have talked to Ronnie on the phone 800,000 times. And, and it's like, just, how have I never, and, we like, had to and it's not, it's not at all what I thought so he irritating. was going to look like. At all. Completely different picture of mine. And I was, I, was totally weird yeah completely different and yeah. it, he was so nice to say that our team has been lovely because they have been i know mm -hmm. that they work really hard and they want ronnie to not think they're the most irritating people in new york right? <laughs> it's amazing. We might be a little bit <laughs> a little bit irritating so if we could backtrack a little bit i just am curious because i think a lot of people that are going to watch this can probably relate to what we were talking about with being solo entrepreneurs so how did you get from that level where you were literally doing everything to it sounds like Kate is doing social media and finance and you're doing sales. So how did you get to that point? So I think one of the biggest thing was I got pregnant with my son. Yep. And so like I, I couldn't, I worked through most of my pregnancy with him on site with clients up through like seven or eight months. I was like doing moves, doing unpacks. It was insane, but we knew what was coming. And so we had had a friend of mine work for us before that doing sort of office stuff, but we realized that the, the better idea was to grow the team in the field, right? Because the more work done in the but field. But we did think in the beginning, because we were so attached to our clients, that we would stay in the field and we would build the office. Right, right. and then realizing and we had an X number of hours a week and that was it. And so we were like, okay, we need to be able to do more. And so then we hired a woman who was closer in age to my mom and she came up. That was the biggest game changer of anything that happened in our business. What's her name so we can shout her out? She's up. not with us anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, well, she was we a miss her. We do of miss course. her. We miss her all the time. Yeah. It's just sometimes the team grows and who starts with you doesn't keep of going course. with yeah. you. 
But during that time when she came on board, it made us realize that hiring younger people was going to be harder. And so we ended we up doing. and we built our whole business around the idea. I told you everybody that works for us are moms, both in the office and in the field. Um, but the, the women Not who in the office anymore. We now have two youngies oh, in right. our office. Oh, that's right. We'll get to that. New. Yes, they new. just are hired They've been new. just in the last few months. Amazing. Um, but then when the organizers come on, they have a lifetime of experience, right? And we always say to clients, it's like your mom helping you. I mean, not your mom, a mom. <laughs> Someone's mom right? Someone's helping mom. you. Um, but they have unbelievable skill and they are patient and they are compassionate and they're good at what they do. And they're in their 50s and 60s for the most part, they are strong and they just every day give it their all. It's just an amazing workforce. Well, and I think one of the things about going from being a solo or duo entrepreneur yep. is like you have to be willing to know that even as your business is growing, you're in the same spot. You're not one more dollar. In fact, you might be making less dollars. Most likely you're Most making likely less. you're making less, but you have to stay focused on the fact that eventually the tide will turn and you'll be making enough business that you are making more than you were. But to take that initial leap, a lot of times I think it doesn't feel worth that it. That gets you in the J curve. Yeah, in the J curve. You're spending <laughs> money to make money, but it's I think, terrifying. yeah, it that doesn't feel worth so it scary. at first. And so you just have to know exactly that. Your hours are limited in a week. You can only accomplish so much. You can only do so many jobs and so much billing and all of that by yourself. So you have to go like, okay, I'm going to sink more money into this with the hopes that it will grow. And it's terrifying because sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it does. Like for us, it has worked, but that doesn't mean that there haven't been stages. You know, people say, you know, business growth looks like this. It doesn't. It looks like this. Right. And eventually the trend goes up, but there are all these downs in there that you have to deal with. And I think if you don't have the stomach for the downs, the growth is going to be really hard. Well, and that idea that you don't really know when you start out, you think hard work will be all you need. But in truth, you need money. Yeah. Of course. And so, you know, there are growth points that were just terrifying. And if we hadn't had friends and family to rely on and our own money to rely on, we would have gone under. And so when they say that, how many businesses go under in the first five years or whatever it is? Most. Yeah, most. Of course they do. You have to be a maniac. Yeah, you have to be completely <laughs> insane to do what we're all <laughs> right. doing. Right? And it doesn't mean that it wasn't a good idea. And even that it wasn't a good business, which is so strange when you think about that. Because you think, oh, well, they messed it up somewhere. Something happened. Oh. No, they just started to grow and couldn't cover what they needed. And that's yeah. that. Under. Yeah, I think right before we started, right, you were asking how, how much do I work? Yeah. And I think the answer for all of us, right, is as much as we can. Every moment that I'm awake, pretty yeah. much. And even in the middle of the night, wake <laughs> up and... <laughs> I was up last night in the middle of the night just worrying about stuff. Of course. Yeah. And I think that people can't really relate to that. Yeah. If you work for a corporate nine-to-five job, right, a lot of times, you know, I'm talking to friends and they're talking about how they're working on their lawn on a Friday or whatever the case is, they're going on this long vacation. <laughs> you're like, va uh, vacation? I'm sorry, what does that mean? I, I don't understand. Sure. So I think looking back at it, you guys deserve to succeed. Thank you. Because you've put in not only a ton of money and took the risk of it, but also you guys put in that emotional investment that most people aren't willing to take. Yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know, we have moments where we're like, why are we doing this? And why are we trying so hard to grow? And could we ever just be satisfied? And the answer is no. We're like disgustingly ambitious with what we want to do. And maybe that's fine. Yes. But I think that thing of take, taking the time to go like, we did do this thing and we've all grown this and it's been really amazing. And even though, you know, we, we were laughing the other day, like we had this big win about something and we were really excited about it. And then you get the big tax bill and you're like, oh, okay. So good day, bad day, good day, bad day. Well, and even good news, bad news, because yeah. you go big tax bill, the business did 
way better last year than we predicted. So right. Then we so yay! And then, oh no! Like right. it just. I'm I starting think, over. Yeah. Like gotta you have build to up be the cash. Okay with riding that wave, and I think you have to be a very specific crazy person to be. I don't know to do that, that I could have done it if not for the fact that I was in business with my daughter. Of course. I think I might have bailed at some point or just said like this is simply too hard. But because we were in it together and I had her back and I also knew that even though it was complicated and hard and she's a hard working mom, she also is able to carve out hours and be with the boys and figure things out. And that's very hard. It's very hard for families to try and figure out which parent, how are we gonna do this, what's it gonna cost? And so in a family way, we're all in that together. And I don't know, you do know that, that we live in a two family. I do, yeah. So just tell everyone, because if, if you don't know, it's, you're fine, keep going. We live in a, uh, in a multi-family house out in Montclair. And so I live on the top two floors and my mom lives on the first floor with her husband, Mark. And so I have the best that I could ask. It's not the same thing as I think when people have their, you know, in-laws who live nearby or their family who lives nearby because I work with my mom. So like if I'm working, she's working. But it does give me just that little bit of relief to like catch up on stuff or have five minutes to myself or whatever that like, I don't, I don't know how I would have survived the last five years if I didn't have them living with us. I just, I don't know what I would do. And it, my, my husband, Mark, is not Kate's dad. He's Australian. He's my second husband. And he is bananas for Kate's kids. And <laughs> they're so amazing. They're all out in the garden all the time together. And during COVID, we, we already had our pod as everything yeah. locked down. We were all there together. Um, but we did realize in doing that, when it happened, we did it kind of on a lark. Kate and John were looking for houses, and then they saw a two-family and said, John had grown up more like that, Kate's husband, with extended family, and we didn't really know of that. And so we were like, all right, well, we'll try it. But then during the pandemic, we were able to see, like, this is way better, having yeah. more adults of for course. little well, So children. many people we know during COVID were like, oh, yeah, my parents came to stay with us because we were working remotely, and someone had to be kids and of course. all that sort of stuff but and we were like yeah that's how we live all the time like it's it's just great. I love that really so great. much well and all the things that life requires yeah. you know laundry groceries you know all of those things and we all help each other right which is really nice someone's running out of the store you don't have to go someone else is going yeah. because for adults it's like the old more. school mentality yeah. that our it's parents grew up with yeah. great it's absolutely great that's amazing and I, I feel like that alone right there is like a tv show or a movie <laughs> because there's two things I heard. One, like I would love to just get into how proud you are of the people that work for you. Cause that's like, you know, you never hear that about the specific type of person that you're looking for to work for you because you know it will work with their work-life balance. And the other thing that I heard, Anne, is you talking about how you would never want to do it without your daughter. I mean, I, I don't know that I could do it without people. We're like two halves of a whole. We're like non-human which to I'm make not one sure human. Again, I don't know that we knew that when we started out of course. we'd always been very compatible um, but we didn't know that we had completely different talents and maybe some of that developed more because we were in the business but the truth is like when we do like our assessments to see our personalities yep. and all of that we are two parts of one whole we are very very different um, and so that makes it, it it not only makes it worthwhile on the really hard days or the really hard weeks Right, where you go like, we're a family business, we're in together. It's like I said, I don't know that I would have had the motivation to do it otherwise, but the truth is, I am more than happy to cover her in any way, whatever it needs doing. And if she were that. just my business partner, it might be different, I don't know. But when she, you know, something's going on with the kids or work is bearing down on her and I can go and take care of the kids. And it's not like they're with their mom, but they're with your grandma, so that's, you know, a close second. Yeah. Well, and I just think there's something also about any, you know, 
person being an entrepreneur who's the head of it by themselves. I don't know how I could have ever done that without having somebody, specifically totally. my mom, but somebody to turn to, somebody to talk things through with. You know, we laugh where she, I have a question and she's like, I know who you can ask. You can ask Kate. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, that doesn't help me, but okay. But the idea that just like you have somebody there to bounce ideas off of and who's like really in it with you, I feel like for me, I, I'm a... I'm not a super social person, but I like my small groups. And I felt, I feel like I would have been really lonely doing it by myself. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's lonely at top, right? Yeah. It is. It is lonely. It's lonely. And it's less lonely, given this opportunity to talk about our team, that now we have a bigger team, both in the field and in the office. And that adjustment has been hard. Kate and I liked being both hands-on with the team when we all worked together. Yeah. And then when they were just doing, they were in the field, but we were running the office. And we were like in touch with them every minute. And we liked that too. And we miss them at times when there's more divide, but we know that they are being, like, we used to They're say, better cared for. They're, they're, oh, they're being course. better cared for. We were doing things like, just get in your car and go. We'll fill you in on the details <laughs> when we get the details. You know, or someone would call and say, like, okay, I'm getting out of the train. Did you say Fifth Avenue? Like, no idea where they were going, and they would still just trust us to get it right. So it took a while to get operations where they got the proper information to them, and everybody had to accept some growth, that it was painful for all of us. Um, but they, our team is amazing, both and I, in the office and out. Yeah, and I think also the thing about um, building the business, and again, now we have two younger employees for the first time, but building the business sort of around this principle of, of making jobs that work for moms um, is something that's just been incredibly important to us. And it wasn't the least expensive thing we could have done. Of course. It wasn't the easiest thing we could have done scheduling-wise. It wasn't the most affordable in any sense. But you go, it was what we wanted to do. It was the business that we wanted to build. And for our clientele, these people are perfect, right? So we have all our organizers are women in their 40s and 50s and 60s now, even yeah. some of them, who have their own kids, mostly grown, um, high end of high school into college. So they've done it. They've run their own homes. They've done their own moves. They've dealt with their kids going to college. They've, you know, done international moves and all this stuff. And so they have all this life experience that they're bringing to the party that we just couldn't have gotten anywhere else. And in sort of exchange for that, they have incredibly flexible work schedules. So they're allowed to take off as much time as they want. Um, and we just book them on the days that they're free. And so they go like, oh, I'm taking my kid back to school. We go, all right, cool. Somebody else can do the job. And they're like, oh, I'm free for the next three weeks. We're like, great. We're going to give you a ton of work. So cool. And they, a lot of them have come through friends also. And so they cover each other in that way of like, oh, someone has to go visit their mom. Don't worry, give me her jobs. And so we've built this really nice community of women who are sort of helping each other out and all in the same boat. And then the office is there and they all have smaller kids like my kids age. So their kids are between five and 12, 13. Yeah. And so more local they need to be around for pickup and games after school and all that um and so we have our offices in montclair and then we have another office in westfield in new jersey which is local to, to two of our operations staff and so they're there you know nine to three and then they go do pickup and then they you know jump back on when they're at home but i don't know that we knew as we were building it that that was going to be sort of the Your mission niche. of what we were yeah. doing yeah we didn't know that but we wouldn't want to change it now like right. it's so important to what we're doing and it's so sort of what we've created the business around and the best part is all of the organizers are not full time so right they take off the time that they want but we're not paying them when they're taking time off so well, it works really well in that way for the sort of piecemeal work that we do for and organizing. for me being the age that i am i'm in my 60s and one of the things that you learn as you live a long time is that flexibility in a schedule for 
grown women is unbelievably helpful for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously it works for us, but it's not only that they have like, they've already done the job, they've raised the kids, they're not right. where you guys are, but it doesn't mean they don't enjoy them like mad. And so if their adult kids are home or if they get a chance they to go be able see them, they wanna spend time. And I think that that is an important thing in the world. And then also, some of them have already lost a parent or both parents. A lot of the work that we do as estates. Yeah, um, you know. But having that experience of understanding how to get from A to B in an estate, how to get through that, um, because it's often an emotional time, yeah. right? Where people are trying to sort through their parents or their aunts and uncles belonging. That, and we do find that the fact that they are mature women who have that experience, they bring all of that heart. To the job i get a little choked up. no it's so great it it's really amazing. is it's really amazing and also because i think a lot of women as they age out of raising children all of that they're like what's, what's the purpose now? what was yeah. the purpose well yeah. the purpose is they are full come of work talent. for us we need right. all of yes. you <laughs> they're talented and able and skills the skills, skills. are practical totally. still it's incredible and yeah. so in that way they still love when they go on a job where there's new babies because they did all of that and they know how to do that and taking care of a new family and getting them set up. That's great fun. But also, as I said, bringing that heart where there's a more complicated situation, a loss, a death, a divorce, something yeah. like that. And that, you know, that they'll write us two days later and say like, did you hear from so-and-so? Is she okay? How was her Amazing. first night? Because they care, yeah. right? And that, that brings it all to the work. Amazing. Okay, well, I, I think so I have so many questions just hearing you guys talk. Uh, I think the most important thing that I'm hearing is like, what, what is your ideal customer? Because you guys are going over estate cleanouts, uh, newborns, downsizing, like you're doing everything, right? So like, if you could tell everyone like, who is your ideal client and why? I feel like it would do a, a, a lot of justice to, you know, like make sure people understand. I think that our ideal customer is anybody who has a home, who has stuff that they need to deal with and they're overwhelmed. We are on the high, high end price wise. Of course. Of, um, you know, Though it doesn't who do break this. down. Our hourly and our daily looks very high, but our efficiency rate means that you might get done and done for a day where you would have had somebody else yeah. yeah of course right? so, so we try and do it really fast way. like that but yeah i mean i we love love doing moves that's really like our move management service is really where we shine most so we do you know the declutter beforehand we oversee and help with the pack up then we do the full unpack on the other end we bring you guys in after the declutter we have movers that we're partnered with at Lippy van lines like soup to nuts that thing is solid like if you don't want to handle your move that's our favorite thing that we do love but the the way that we work we are so happy to do a one day clear out in somebody's apartment to just get them set up or we are happy to do like a 12 day project you know dealing with someone's estate we really don't care we like all of it and also the small jobs and the big jobs help balance each other out of course right so and we, on the schedule that yeah. helps right where people can we jump love in it and all. do a day we really yeah. do let me rephrase then what values do you appreciate in your customers that make you that, that make you feel like they're really going to get like the full potential out of Dun and Dun Home. So interesting things happened during the pandemic. One thing is people were suffering and I don't even know if they knew how much they were suffering, but we saw for the first time really unhappy clients. They were ha struggling and having a hard time and even having a hard time with us, not with our work, but just uh, it was all hard. And so that that was just very difficult. So we have turned that corner. And everybody we think it's the sunshine. It might be the sunshine. I think it, might it is. Be that we can be together without masks, all these different things. But it, it has turned around again. And so that people are 
happy to see us and happy to have us in their homes and that's helpful. But as far as the values go, something else that happened in the pandemic um, is that men didn't understand what we do as well as women understood. Um, and so they would say, I need this and this and that. Can you talk to my husband? Can you, right? And so we would have to try and like help him understand what we're doing here. And so during the pandemic, that changed. Wow. Because mm -hmm. men were like, I'm home all day. I'm in this house all Strum day. Nuts. Right, right. Yeah. And so I know how to do this. So I guess an understanding of what we do and its value is incredibly important to a happy job because then we go in and they're like, they're here, right? Yeah. And we get through everything. It's talking through all those items. It is hearing the stories about the stuff, getting rid of the stuff that they don't need or use or want or even like anymore, and then fixing up their home so that it's organized for how they live now. Like yep. sometimes people get very confused with past and future. Yep. Right, it's stuff that they held on to from another era, yep. and that's hard when it's right in your living space. Right, if you can get it up high or, you know, in the attic or basement or something, um, and so we just try and organize all of that. So the understanding of that is really when they know themselves and they know what they're trying to do, mm -hmm. it makes our job not only easy but they're very grateful. Yeah. Amazing. So now that you can see how amazing this duo is. I think that it's now, let's dig into the fact that you guys are basically social media phenomena, right? Um, That's all Kate. I can't even is, talk about it's okay, it. It's okay. It's okay. Because of you, I have Roger now, right? To do these oh. podcasts and reels. And now I see how much work goes. It's just a whole nother business, honestly. Um, so I think the, the first thing that I'm thinking of is just your Instagram presence, mm -hmm. right? You guys have 94,000 followers. You're almost at 100,000 followers. Um, you have attracted like the highest end celebrities possible. I'll let you go to their in Instagram, Roger, if you can put up their Instagram right now of working oh, yeah. with the Real Housewives, yeah. working with all of the women from The Office, one of my favorite shows. The Just like if someone is trying to get into this yeah. themselves, like where would you start? How did you get here? Let's just, let's start with Instagram. So with Instagram, it's funny, the, the work that we do, and, and to be honest, we're on the less sort of styling, beautifying side of yep. home organizing. There, there's a, you know, everybody knows the home edit. They have six, six million followers. Like they, they are killing it in that game. And there's other organizers that we know and love who, that what they do is really beautiful organizing. And so they have grown their Instagrams more than us. And I think for us, what we've tried to, um, convey I think in, in our Instagram is that any home can look good yep. any home deserves to look good you deserve to feel better in your space you deserve to love your home <laughs> that's why we wrote our book and for us it's really been about being real and practical with what people can do I think I respect everybody out there who does their own version of organizing but for us like color coding a pantry is like not something that we're going to get on board with it's just not what our clients want I know yep. what other people do but that's not what people come to us for um, but I think that um, it's funny, like we we grew our Instagram by just sort of like clowning around being Ann and Kate. Like, totally. this is us like messing around in New York City, going to these walkthroughs, doing these jobs. It's actually harder to run our social now that we're not on jobs. Yeah. Because we're less interesting sitting in our Yeah, sitting to our Oh my God, I couldn't, a, so I totally boring. can relate to that. Um, and so we, you know, we try and get content from our team and we do have help now. My aunt Meg is our, is our copywriter and does- That's like, my little sister. That's her sister. So she does all like our blog posts and the writing now that you read on Instagram, that's all her. And we now have Brittany working for us who's handling our marketing. 
And she's she's doing one just, of our young gals. Yep, she's one of our young gals. She's, she's a techie. Just, she's great. She's been <laughs> on a few months and is just, there's so much that I wasn't doing that I didn't know about marketing. And um, even as regards Instagram, like I was just kind of doing what came naturally and just kind of putting myself out there and hey, here's some pictures. And she's like, you guys, oh my God, like you need more of a system to what you're doing. And I think- And Kate had to scramble every day. Like we like get right. on the end of the day, she's like, I didn't and, post. Uh, yeah, I don't right. even know. But I think when you're growing your business, I think showing up on Instagram is just really important. Yeah. Show your face, be there, yeah. be a person. I think- Yeah, like let people know who yeah, you are. Yeah, let people know who you are. I think trying to just be like a brand can be confusing. I think you want to be people or a person or whatever that people can well, relate to. Well, because followers are people. Yeah, right. they're relating to that aspect goes like, of oh, it. John Cluggers, oh, done and done. Couldn't totally. agree. And I think that for us, our growth has been attributed a lot to celebrities and influencers who have posted about us that we've worked with. And, um, you know, we've gone through phases of doing more of that outreach and more working with them. And we're in a phase of doing it less now. And it 100% works. The growth works. People talk about you. People follow you. It's a lot of work to do it. And, well, um, and I think, you know, back from before there was Instagram and things like that, you know, advertising people understood it, but it still had a little bit of voodoo to it. Of course. Right? Where people spent a lot of money on ads and they didn't know quite what was happening. And so then when you start working with influencers, people go like, that's crazy. She's a gal who is, you But know, people but it's, feel it's that they, like people like they who follow her. us on Instagram feel that they know me and my children, which is totally 100%. Bizarre. Like we ran into a woman at the container store who was like, oh my God, it's me. Like blah, blah, and she told me this whole story. And I was like, oh my God, Meg must have been like talking to her. Like I didn't, I didn't know who it was. And I was like, oh yeah, Not right whatever. away, you didn't, Not right but away. then you put but it But then together. I was like, oh wait, yes, I do know who you are. And she was asking me about the kids <laughs> and this whole thing. And I was like, they, it's funny because people like if one of my kids is sick, like people write in and check in on them, and so you know if well, somebody has something, you. totally they, right? like there. I, Erica, you're out there. I will give you a shout out. This woman on Instagram diagnosed my son with a tongue tie. He was like dropping weight. I couldn't figure out what was going on, and it was all thanks to her that I went and saw like a specialist, got, got it all figured out, and it's but it was painless. To her. My daughter had it the was tongue amazing, tie, right? yeah. and I didn't know, and James hadn't had it, and whatever. And this woman was like, you know, I'm really obsessed about these things, so I just wanted to let you know that like I think this is what's happening. Like you don't have to listen to me. I'm some random lady on Instagram, but she was totally right, totally. and it becomes this like community. So I think to view the people there not just as like random numbers that you're working with but like they are humans they are people they are interested well and the other organizers the organizing community is full wonderful of just wonderful human beings yeah and so we support each other we ask each other questions right that they when they're just starting out might come to us and then you know when we're at another level we go to somebody else yeah but everybody is there for each other and that has been very helpful but and I that's think, all through and, and it's funny like for us to Instagram, you have these moments where you're like, oh, what am I doing with my life? Like, I'm wasting time posting, like, oh, the stupid reels of, like, whatever. Oh, who cares that I, like, turned this into a, you know, shoe yep. rack? Or it just seems so dumb sometimes. And then I, I keep very meticulous records of where big projects come from because so many of them track back to Instagram that it makes me feel less stupid about what I've been spending my time doing. And so I do think like if you're gonna invest time into it, keep track because I think you'd be surprised that like it, it does work. Like, 100%. It, it works if you work it. Like you just have to keep at it, but you're gonna get business from it and you're gonna get, you know, followers from it. And then for us, like you're starting to be able to do things like brand partnerships and you know, we got our book because of our Instagram account. Like there's just so things cool. that you never and magic. know. And magic. And magic. We, we manifested our book. It was a whole crazy thing. But <sighs> I it, love that. it was Instagram <laughs> that, that brought it all together with our manifesting. And so I just shout think. Shout out to Lee. So our, our, yeah, agent our agent reached out to us because we were saying, 
you know what we should do? And we, we printed out like a made-up mock-up copy of our book and put it up on our vision board. And the next day, she reached out to us. Like, hey, we're looking for people. And we were like, oh, it's real. <laughs> Manifesting works. And so I think even in that sense, like focusing on your Instagram as something of value and not just... And that the people are something of yeah. value. It's not nothing. It's real people who have yep. given you their time, yeah. their eyeballs to get on there and see what you're doing, to have a laugh with you, to share information, whatever, yeah. that it is real. Wow, that was, no, but that was just so powerful. I think that is why I love your Instagram because like I could see you guys sitting in the tunnel, you know, all of a sudden there's like an accident and like who can't relate to that? And I think that was a lot of feedback that I got was like, why am I showing my family on our Instagram? Why don't I have my own personal Instagram? Because we both know that business is your whole life, right? So like for me, Explaining junk luggers is so much more powerful than explaining who Zach is. Yeah. And I think that's really like, to me, when I look at your Instagram, it's like, you guys aren't desperate. Yeah. You're just sharing like real life. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like, if you like it, that's great. If not, then it's not the place for you. And who cares? Totally okay too. Like I, I a, a woman I really like on Instagram who also runs a, um, an organizing company out of the Pacific Northwest called Orderly Space. She's great. You follow her. She posted a thing the other day, like people had been giving her a hard time about posting about her family vacation. And she was like, cool. Like, then don't follow me. Like, this is my life. This is my page. This is what I do. I'm an entrepreneur. And I took some well, time off. Well, an entrepreneur off. who got a vacation. Yeah, seriously. Go, like, you went to Disney? Like, oh my God, there's hope for all of us to have time off. But you go like, yeah, if you want to follow like a solely business account, then go follow them. And if you want to know about like our business and our family and how we grew this thing and what we're doing, like, then come follow us. There's a lot there. And also like for me about it being about, you know, organizing and home management and efficiency, like I learned that in my own home. I learned that from my mom. I'm working on it with my kids. I'm trying to constantly improve my own life. And I think for me, like, I show embarrassing parts of my life. My home is a damn disaster some of the time, but that's okay because it can go back to being organized and attractive in a pretty quick amount of time. Yeah, like, kids get on the speed cleanup. Yeah, like my, I let my kids destroy my home. Like last night I was like stressed out, how did all this work to do? I like stand at my computer on my kitchen counter because otherwise Charlie says Kampupater and like tries to get up there and like push all the buttons. I just dealt with that last night. Oh my God, I'm like, stop touching my computer. Yeah, so she's I stand like, and yeah, do it. And just, I turn around and bedlam. And I'm like, it's fine, because they'll get in bed and I can clean up my house in less than 10 minutes. So what do I care? But I think if you're not at that first level of ever getting it set, you can't imagine. And so it's like, cool, I'm here to show you. Your kids can destroy your house, but also we can go back to normal. And that's maybe different than some other brand who's being like very businessy about it. You go, that's fine for them. That's not what we're doing. I don't know how to separate the two. I don't exist without Done and Done, and Done and Done doesn't exist without us. Totally. So like my whole life is done and done. Is I, I breathe it all day long. So if like you want to follow along, please do. And if you don't, that's fine. Yeah, and like you guys are real people, right. you know? Like I think that there's nothing worse than seeing someone on Instagram like, look how perfect this person is. Yeah. They never no. struggle. <laughs> Every day looks like the best day of their life. No, and I think the, the really the point of this podcast was to show how real you people are, entrepreneurs are. Yeah. Um, I think the next thing that I was just so impressed with was you guys literally have hundreds of publications. We've been in, I would say, 10 major publications, New York Times, New Yorker, New York Post, all those local. I know how much work goes into that. That's a lot. You're preparing. Then when they show up, you have to make it look perfect. Mm -hmm. Then you're following up for months and months to see what happened with the article. Yeah. 
if you're lucky, it, it might, might actually post. Right, it might actually happen, and if not, oh well. Oh well, then I just spent 100 hours for something that didn't. And then by the time someone's like, Zach, I am so impressed you were in the New York Times. I'm like, ah. You're like, don't be, man. You know what? <laughs> I'm thinking to myself. like, I took everything I have. Exactly. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. It's, it is a lot. I think um, some of it a little bit, again, is that home organizing has had this big wave. Yeah. Thanks to Marie Kondo and the Home Edit. Shout and out so, to Marie Kondo. Totally. Yeah, like, we are riding that wave. Grateful to both of those companies. Um, they've definitely, you know, we... Well, they made people understand something what it that was. was kind of mysterious. People yeah. didn't exactly understand what we did. And yeah. so I think um, it's it's maybe easier in that way because people have reached out to us of like, hey, you do this thing that other people do that people are writing about. Let's get your opinion on it. But I think that, um, yeah, the press, it's a lot. And sometimes it pans out in that it even gets published. And sometimes it pans out like we had our amazing New York Times piece that we were so excited about. But the way that people took the article, they thought we did something a little bit different than what we do. And so we got like hundreds of inquiries for jobs that were not right for us. And we were totally. like, great. So yay, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much. And it for created all the time. a ton of work. A ton of right. work. And so you go, you don't you know, you you, you never know control. what you're gonna you can't control it. And right. that's the thing about press. Sometimes it falls in your lap, sometimes you work really hard for it, sometimes it pans out really well. Sometimes the small ones that you didn't think were gonna be a big deal turn out to be huge sources of jobs. And well, so which is another thing to say about Instagram, you do control that. Yeah. Right? And so you do for all the work that goes into it. Yeah, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. Versus yeah. right? how you want not. to be seen and who you are as a company and how people relate to you, that's on them. But what you put out there, yeah. at least in that, because an article goes up in an amazing publication and it's not exactly who you that's hard. Right. It yeah. is. It's very hard. I, I mean, the first time it happened to me, I was like, that's not what I said. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. You can't change hard. it, but I think ultimately that is entrepreneurship. And um, I was just so amazed to look at your publications. You're like, Us Weekly. Like, you're just, it's everything. Uh, Art, Art Digest. Like, mm -hmm. I love looking at their home edition where yeah. they pan through celebrities' homes. Um, <laughs> so I think ultimately, impressed like I took something as it feels as concrete as publications did your own twist on it right you like you weren't afraid to get in any publications oh yeah these I know aren't. yeah <laughs> well and for us we're always flattered like when yeah. somebody calls us they're like we have a tiny little we're like great let's set up a call right yeah. because they need content yeah right we need well, like, to be covered we, so we do sort of as i was saying about the type of jobs we do it's also a sort of large spectrum of you know we work for a ton of uh design firms where they come in and we do uh the installation so we put back all their clients the art and the furniture we're dealing with like clothes and kitchen items and all that so there's that in terms of like architectural diet like, that's great for us but also us weekly like we work for celebrities sometimes and that's fun and cool and so I think it's um, again we're in a bit of this like broader market than maybe we thought we were ever gonna be in but it's like listen we'll take any job so like regardless of where it comes from we're like great yeah sure happy, why not happy why to not? do a one-day job helping mm -hmm. you know sometimes like when a couple is moving in together and those are great jobs oh. for our yeah, team but we, you know we always say keep in mind you're making room for each other right right and so they have to get rid of some of their stuff and try and figure it out but it's an to start off on that solid foot as you move in together yeah. instead of someone feeling that they like encroached on someone else's space or they moved in together and they didn't get enough space um, is really one of those things that it's like, yes, it's an expense to have done and done come in for a day, but then they are set up, right? If they're ready to go mm -hmm. in their new apartment and New York has tiny apartments with pe yep. you know multiple people living in them. We yeah. all know that. And so to at least make every inch work for you, which we, besides 
pulling everything out and having you guys help us with the decluttering and all of that, we also designed the space to make it work better. Right, so whether you're doing like when we do high-end for our designer clients or where it's really putting in like an Ikea bookshelf, mm -hmm. right, for somebody where it's like the space is dead, you gotta go up, you gotta use the vertical, we gotta figure this out, otherwise you're gonna be tripping over this stuff. Amazing. I wanted to move inside, not only because it was crazy outside, <laughs> It was like typical New York, people walking by. I couldn't believe how nice some people were. <laughs> I know, people were like, like, oh, sorry. And then other people were like, get the fuck out of here. Real New Yorkers <laughs> just charged on through. I don't care what yep. you're shooting, yep. you totally. see it all day long. Um, we're now inside of Remix Market, so if you want to just pan so everyone can see. It's very cool in here. We have not been inside yet. It's it very is cool. so full with donations and furniture that we literally had trouble finding a place to do this. It's <laughs> massive yeah. in here. It's amazing. I know, I'm like, what stuff came from our client? <laughs> so I think what people are really interested in hearing about is your celebrity interaction. Mm -hmm. You know, when I saw you guys working with Pam from the office, I wanted to know, like, is she as sweet as she looks? Yes, 100%. But I think what, you know, the viewers would be really excited to hear is like, are they real people? Like, what what is it like working with someone that has millions of followers and like can't even leave their house because of paparazzi? So it's interesting. They totally are just regular people. And I would say 90% of them are super nice and super grateful for the help. Yeah, exactly what you were talking about outside. Like people who get what we do and get why we're there and are grateful to have the help. I think also, you know, with you know, money and being celebrity. And we do a lot of influencers and stuff where they get so much stuff for free. Yeah. They end up in this place of like, they're so grateful that they're in this lucky position, one in a million that people want to send them their products to talk about or whatever. And they don't want to just get rid of it. And they feel really bad because they know these brands sent it yeah, to them. Everyone's highly responsible. Yeah. They don't want to be wasteful. They don't want to throw it in the garbage. They want it to go to a good home. You know, even like we do uh, some beauty influencers they end up with like bins and bins and bins full of like perfectly good cosmetics and beauty stuff that they're like, I literally cannot just throw this in the trash, but like, I would never use this in a lifetime. Like I tried it, I talked about it, I didn't talk about it, whatever the thing is. And so I think sort of keeping that in mind of like, they're very much regular people. And if anything, they've got more issues because yeah. they've got more, more stuff, stuff and they have to be more careful quality about stuff Yeah, yep. and, and yes, like, quality stuff is yeah. hard to get rid of, right? Because it is yeah. good stuff. And, and so they know badly. it's perfectly good. They're not crazy or anything, but they just don't need any more than they have. Totally. I, I don't think, think we've worked with any celebrities where it felt like, um, I think people have in in this in their mind sometimes this idea of like, oh, they have so much money, it doesn't even matter to them. That's not been never our come experience across that. at all. No. They're, they're like as very, responsible, yeah. they're careful. I think the first celebrity, you can correct me on this, but I think our first celebrity was Dorinda. It was. So Dorinda Medley, who is an old friend of mine, we lived in London together. And when she came onto The Real Housewives, she was an immediate hit and people absolutely loved her. And walking around New York with her is a fascinating New York experience because yeah. New Yorkers you know, call out and they want to say hi to her and they want to talk to her and she stops for everybody. And she very generously offered to both have us film with her mm -hmm. and then to be in her home. And she posted about us, but then she also talked us up to the other housewives and their endorsement brought in a ton of business, yeah. all of them, but also because you see them, they're reality stars. And so you see some certain aspect to their lives. And it, it was weird because we were like, it's real. All right. Yeah. They're just who they are, they're just people. Um, but their generosity was unbelievable. Yeah, they were all really helpful. Right, and so we'd go and do their house one day or whatever and they'd talk about us, but it did create so much great work Well, and I think to, to be, 
to be totally transparent about it, they don't pay us to come there, right? So they're not, we have many celebrities we've worked for who do not post about us and they're just normal paying clients. Yeah. And then people who post about us, they don't pay for our services or they get a discount or, or have, or, you know, we work something out with them. Every single time it has been worth it for the most part. That's amazing. Right, and right. so I think, you know, we were even talking to a guy who's redoing our website for us. And he was saying like, I want your business because that's a good endorsement for my business. Yeah. Right, so it was the same for us. Every time we've done it, it's been worth it. We've gotten new followers, new clients. And now one of the reasons that we started the course and then the book is that there were all these people who wanted a part of Dumb and Done, but they can't, they don't live in the tri-state area. They don't have money to spend on this. They, they want our help and our expertise, but they can't afford to have us come into their homes. And so it started with our online course, which then turned into the book. And we're sort of revamping the online course right now to be more of like a, a partnership with the book. So it'll be um, broken down more and more how to's and all it's that. It's more handholding and coaching. Yeah, it's more like coaching than just like a written course with So people videos. could do it themselves. Yeah. You know what's interesting about the celebrities for one second? Most celebrities in the United States they, you know, it's not something that's passed down. Yeah, they it don't happens, come from it. Right? right? Yeah. And so they went to high school with you. That's your cousin. It's this yeah. person. And they've worked very hard and they've succeeded at their job. But I would say that most of them feel lucky and they express yeah. that, that it could have been the other guy in the acting class or it could have been, right? And so when we're with them, for the most part, all, all the celebrities we've yeah. worked for are just like... They're like good nice people who you know, yeah. then they're happy to have some help. Yeah. And they're probably appreciative that yeah. you can talk to them as real people. Yeah. yeah. And I think honestly, when you look at your social media, it doesn't feel like it's been sponsored by right. them. Like when you see them and they're talking about their experience, they're actually excited. Yeah. They're not just <laughs> doing it because you're giving them a discount. Right. They're doing because like this is where they live. Mm -hmm. They're probably most of them are OCD freaks. <laughs> and like to them, just like to me, organization is like one of the most like meditative yes, totally. experience. Yeah. Right. Well, and right. well, especially when you're busy, right. right? Like to be able to come home and have your home function for you after a crazy insane day. Like we all know when we get back to our houses, the idea that I'd be coming home to something crazy, oh, I just couldn't deal with it. So like if you're somebody like a celebrity who has a very busy active life and you're outside of the house and you're filming and you're doing events and you're doing all that stuff to come home and just have like peace and calm is so nice. Well, and sometimes um, there'll be, a, you know, someone on Instagram, a celebrity talking about their crazy house or their garage or whatever. And yeah. oh, I do anything, whatever. And a friend or someone who knows us will say, hey, so-and-so was talking about reach out to them. And Kate will DM them and say, like, hey, we'd love to help you. Um, let's talk. And yeah, it starts from an organic point most yeah. of the time. Right. So they yeah. already need help. And so that makes it what you're seeing is natural. They did need help with their garage. We did their garage. That it works out. <laughs> yeah, we were just on the morning show. Mm -hmm. and Congratulations. No, not, not us personally. They were talking about <laughs> spring cleaning. Mm, all right. And I can't remember. Uh, Al Roker was mm -hmm. like, have you guys reached out to the junk luggers? And, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, how did this even happen? Yeah, it's you amazing. Know, like, how did he just say that? Like, it's a brand name like mm -hmm. Apple or Google. But it is. Yeah, yeah it and is. I think ultimately, like, he probably knows someone that had a really great experience. Yeah. I don't know if he's used this directly because we'll never know mm -hmm. it's under their assistant's name. But like when you see mm -hmm. these posts, yeah. you can see that, that someone real. truly loved it. Well, right. and I think that's the thing also like, you know, we've worked with a lot of the different Junk Luggers franchises. We work with you guys the most, but 
in all cases, there's so much care taken with what you guys do. And randomly on LinkedIn the other day, I saw another, I don't know who it was, but somebody else in junk loggers at another franchise posted this thing about how they had damaged somebody's mailbox and they went and fixed it and they got like it, you know, a new one or they fixed it or something. And that the person then called them a year later to come back again. And that right there is the thing of like, you did the right thing. You spent the money, you fixed the you problem. Admitted you admitted yeah, you Yeah. You made the client happy. And there you go. That's not only a you know, back to that person, but it's a referral to their friends and to their family. Like, I think, you know, you guys, the same way that we do, we take really, you know, a lot of pride in making sure that we're doing a good job and that we solve issues that come up. Cause like when you're dealing with people's stuff and you're moving in their homes and there's uh, things, things go happen. wrong, they just are going to go wrong. Right. It's bound to happen. But I think that you guys, as much as us work really hard to fix those issues when they of come course. up, which is I why mean, we love doing working with 10, you. 10,000 customers a year right now. So the oh fact, my God, that's yeah. incredible. Think about the chance, like what is yeah, everything's going to go wrong? That everything's <laughs> going to go right. So for me, it's not about the mistake because that's already yeah. done. It's, it's more about what are we going to yeah. do to get you back? And however we get you back as a customer, you're going to be even more loyal. 10,000 yeah. customers? Oh 10,000 customers. Just in your I can't time. believe you've taken the time out of your I busy life. Like, get back to us. work. You have what are you doing here? <laughs> Luckily, you know, I have such a strong team yeah. that can run junk luggers, can run Remix. Now I have Roger that can help yeah. share all this interesting and just like these tidbits that you're giving yeah. everyone. People need to hear this. People need to hear that. Your life is chaotic. Mm -hmm. You have two kids. You're living in the same house. <laughs> you basically have two kids. Yes, like, she does. You know, people need to hear how, how just going above and beyond a little bit every single day starts multiplying and creating this yeah. where you guys are today. Because it's, it, you know, I, I admire how open you are on social media because it's not easy. Like yeah. you don't want to talk about the bad times. No, you don't, but you kind of have to. And I think, you know, mom and I have this sort of expression. I don't even know where it started from, but the idea that move the needle, like every day, just, you just a little the, bit, a little bit, whether, you know, for us, we're really bad at taking care of ourselves and making time for ourselves. But like you go for a walk, you go to the gym, you work out for literally five minutes. Like that's moving the needle or in your business, you work, set a timer, 10 minutes on one thing. Like we're trying the really hard. The things you dislike the most. Yeah. Or the things like trying to work on your business, not in your business. Like our business coach yeah. has been really clear about that with us. And it's, you know, not only is it money expensive, but it's time expensive for us to, to take time out of what we're doing normally inside the business to focus on the whole thing and what we're doing and how we're we growing and structuring it with a plan in place. Like well, we it's had all no, been on a whim until yeah, 12 we had no ago. skill. We had no. no skill in that and we and had no, no background in it. Um, Kate's dad and her brother, my son are, they have a great way to think about business and they have helped us a lot when we've gotten into the weeds where we didn't know what we were doing. Um, and so that is helpful, but they are both corporate. And so entrepreneurial life is different. And, and if, they, <laughs> if they had to think about our numbers every day, they wouldn't rest, right? right. It would be scary. Um, but having Glenn, who is an entrepreneur and having him help us with a plan, overseeing the thing and understanding this is how businesses grow. This is what you, we didn't know that. We are so kind of just in it, in it. Yeah. and Kate has um, organized her friends through mm -hmm. Instagram yep. and they help each other, mm. right? Like we were saying outside, but other than that, we've just kind of, and you guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, like if right? you want to build a big company, you have to plan for that and you have to think about it. And like, we, we just kept treating it like the solopreneurship with a lot of people who worked for us. And it's like, no, you guys need 
structure and policies and, you know, all of the hiring practices and core <laughs> values. And we were like, what? Well, and people for, who work for us have more corporate background than, than we, we do. do. Yeah. And so they'll say like that, that you can't really do that. That's not how that works. And we go, why not? <laughs> right? yeah. And we've just been like building and growing and changing. But we did need some structure to it. Otherwise, the thing was going to just turn into a monster. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Amazing. Um, I think let's just take a step back. I want to make sure that we do a really good job explaining. You guys have put so much work, one, into your weekly newsletters. I love them. I know they're That's a lot all of work. Meg. I know. I know they're a <laughs> the lot best. of work, though. And they are. You know, probably the last thing you want to do is come up with this mm-hmm. good content for your weekly newsletters. But I think you do a really good job of putting content in there that's relevant and free, really. Yeah. You always Thank you for saying yeah. that because, you you know, you never want to overload people with information, but we do want to be generous with information. Yeah. And so we kind of tried to ride that in between. And yeah. my sister, Meg, who I told you, she does a lot of the writing um, and she knows us so well, you know, that when we're all working on it together, you're like, right, that's right. That's who we want to mm-hmm. be. That's what we want to say. And, and you're I, just yeah. basically telling people products that you guys love. Yeah. Right. That they, you're not getting a cut Yeah, it's just like, them. hey, this is cool stuff we're interested in. And people are like, oh, okay, I'd be interested in that too. Because like <laughs> I followed along with you anyway, whether it was like an article that we read or like talking about you guys or like everybody has the same problems in their home and the same things they're dealing with. And it's like, hey, you got a problem with your pantry? Like these are some products we love. And I think that's right. And I, for us, like we've, we have a very good open rate on our newsletter. And it, for us, that's sort of, we just stick with that. Like if people are opening it and they're reading it, just keep doing it. It means yeah. it's working. And for a really long time, we didn't have anything to sell those people. It we was also just, didn't know if they were opening yeah, it. Well, no, we, we wouldn't even logging into like MailChimp and like whatever. <laughs> we had no idea what was happening. We were just doing it. And now we have Brittany, thank God, who's helping us. But the, um, you know, we, we weren't selling anything. It was just like, hey, here's, we like you. Thanks for following along and in the same way our social was. And again, now it's like we've been working on these other things to sell of like our course or our book. And so let's go into that. Yeah. What, so can you just explain to everyone, love your home again. It's a course online. Yep. Um, it's a subscription model. Um, obviously that's turned into the book, but let's go into the course first. Okay. Like, why did you guys do that? We did the course during the very beginning, right before the pandemic Yeah. is when we started. Kate, yeah, it launched January of 2020. You'll tell when you see the videos, Kate was very pregnant. <laughs> My big fat head. <laughs> um, but it really was because people would call us all the time or reach out to us, email or whatever. Um, and they'd say, what do you, oh, can I, this is what I need. And I'd say how we charge. And they'd go, oh, I can't afford it. And so I would always say, send me your questions. I'll just answer them for you if I can. Send me pictures. <laughs> I know, right? right? I'm <laughs> sitting there at 10 o'clock at night, like answering some lady in Missouri about her you know, pantry. Um, but I do want to help. And I know that things can be better with just someone saying like, oh, I see what you're trying to do there. This is what you should do. Um, and so then we thought like, well, wait, we could just do that. We could just actually help people and explain how we do a kitchen, how we do a bathroom, what it means to declutter everything. Um, why you would use the junk luggers to take all those things away, just how it works. And so we just started talking about it and kind of just Anna and Kate style, just sat down, propped the phone up there. We filmed it on an iPhone. (laughs) It's like very basic, but it, you know, people really like it. We've sold a hundred thousand courses, um, which is, I mean, I'm sorry, a thousand courses at a hundred dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand courses. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Uh, That's the goal. But the, um, and so, yeah, I think it really was just about helping people who we couldn't reach otherwise. And it's been great. I mean, we've gotten really good feedback about it. It was totally a learning experience since we really did just like 
jump in and didn't know what we were doing. Well, and they've been, the, the clients of the course have been generous with feedback yeah. and we've asked them questions. And so, well, the thing, some of yeah. the things that we thought were going to be important, people didn't really care about. And some of the stuff that we thought was tiny turned out to be really interesting to people. Mm -hmm. And so in, you know, love your home again, 2.0, which is what we're working on right now. It's going to be, a, we're changing the model a little bit. We're changing some of the content. It's going to be more interactive, more like coaching. You're going to have more, um, you know, feedback and you're going to be able to upload before and after photos. And it's just going to be more interactive in that way to go side by side with the book, which is also love your home again. Um, and that's coming out with Chronicle. It's on pre-sale right now on Amazon and awesome. other places. Um, and that's unbelievably really exciting. Well, and to just give everybody who listens to this, um, just patience with the long haul. I got my master's in creative writing. Oh, 20 years ago. I didn't realize Yeah, that. I was at the new school and I learned a ton. I had a ball and I, Kate and I, in fact, were writing together before we started Done and Done. Um, we were and writing screenplays before this and then so, we also had a jewelry business that's been a long time. <laughs> but when that was all going on, I assumed that would happen very, very quickly, right? I'm a good writer. It's going to happen very quickly. Um, and it didn't. And we ended up doing something else. And so all these years later to double back on an original dream and say, like, I really wanted to do this. And I did it. Right. It's just a great feeling to be completely honest. Again, Kate and I being two halves of one whole, I could not have done it in any way, especially when you see the finished product. It's visual. There's unbelievable photography. And that's all Kate's eye. That's all seeing all of that and working with Julia, our photographer. But we could not have done it. And even the way that we write, I get up early in the morning and write. And then Kate reshapes, edits all of that and gets it back to me by night. And then I get up in the morning wow. and do it again. And so, and it doesn't interfere with yeah. our work day. So she's doing that part at night. I'm doing early, early morning and then we're off to work. And so we got it done that way. But it, it's fantastic. Like when we got the, the, um, readers event, the advanced reader copy the other day, and it was just like, and my little son, Charlie was carrying it around, kissing it. I don't think he had any <laughs> idea what it was, but it was like the cutest thing ever. Oh but it's very exciting to have something that you can hold in your hands of like, Hey, we did well, this. And it is like the first tangible thing. Cause you go like clients, the way we all work with them, that's not really tangible. Even like our course is not, this is like a thing that we made. It's like the chair, right? You're like, I made a chair. It's like that. It's like you created this thing and it lives in the real world. And it's something that you can hold. It, it's very cool. And I think it is sort of the culmination of 10 years of done and done and a lot of hard work. But then all the years before that, of all the other stuff that we were doing, that we were like, maybe it'll be this thing or maybe it'll be that that takes off. Well, you just off don't, and you don't know, know, right? And then you have to change gears. And you have to like let go of a dream that you thought was going to happen. You go, okay, not that. Let's try this. And a lot of times it's very, very scary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And again, without each other, I think we might not have been as brave. Yeah. We were maybe silly brave. Yeah, silly brave. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm sure that the product came out even better because of that, right? Thank you. Because you were willing to step outside of your comfort zone and really come up with something that makes you feel vulnerable again. Yeah. Like, to that's me, so true. I always wanted to write a book, but I feel like there's so many books out there. Right. And then you have the yeah, but there's only one you there's course, only one. You. This is the reason we're making the podcast, yeah. right? Like there's so many podcasts out there, but just like you love creative writing, I love podcasts. Like I listen to podcasts all morning coming up yeah. to our podcast. And Roger's like, what's going on? Why are you? <laughs> so how do you find the time? Like mom and I talk about this all the time. Everyone we know is into podcasts, but we're always together. So we never have on like podcasts or music or anything. Cause we're literally we work in always the car. talking. So one of us is driving and the other one is working. Yeah. I'm absolutely. like, but I need more time for podcast. People send me podcasts. Like you'd love this. You'd love this. I'm like, I don't have time. I can't figure that out. I don't. It's just something I love so much. That I'd rather My brother's listen that to way. podcasts than music by this point. Yeah. I would always choose music. Cause it's like the most interesting people, you know, that I, I, I want to hear more about 
about some random topic that I have no clue. Like about. when you and your wife are in the car together, will you listen to them? Do you she both like podcasts? <laughs> Does she like different podcasts? We're listening to like Sesame Street and Elmo. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're at right yeah, now. We're... On your way to Raffi. James likes to control it. He has songs on his iPad that are all his favorites. So he, he has likes to control music. It. He's good. He's got good music. It's just yeah. he changes it after about four seconds. So that's fun. I don't mind that. <laughs> no. So famous, successful professional organizing company. Yeah, we you do. Yeah, we do. Super successful Instagram account. You have these amazing weekly newsletters. You have these online courses that you're now about to redo. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're about to release the future New York Times bestseller <laughs> yeah. on professional organizing. So like, what's next? Do you guys think about that? We do. We've got some things in the works that we're, you know, waiting to hear about. You'll be the first to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think I think taking a beat where we're at right now is kind of important. And what we were saying about the growth of our business and working on the business and structuring yeah. it. I think um, we're definitely in a growth phase. And if we don't make plans for what we're doing, it's going to be really hectic. So I think, you know, we're kind of taking a pause on any of that right well, now. Well, and trying to take care of our team in yeah. the sense that like when we're pedal to the metal, just yeah. constantly pushing forward, we sometimes forget that they're like, hey, hi, I'm out here, I'm working, oh, right? Yeah. And so we're, we're trying to take time to spend more time with them because we miss them. Um, but also we want to hear how they're liking their work, what's going on, all those things, and about their families and whatever. And so we have seen in the last year that that is equally as important. Like it feels like the most important thing is growing the business so everybody will have work. That feels like the most important thing, but it turns out it's not. It's the human interaction. Yeah, yeah. it is. I couldn't agree more. I mean, as you guys, I've been taking out a tour of Long Island mm -hmm. City, right? <laughs> Like, sometimes I'll come to Remix or I'll go to Junk Cloggers and I'll be like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we need more what, of that. That's like, this year. What is your incentive? Yeah. Like, that's what I know they're thinking. Yeah. Or like, why are you talking to me? And I'm like, I got nothing. I'm just, just saying in. hi. Right. Yeah. Just sitting here, seeing how you're doing. And well, I think, well, without them, yeah. you've got nothing. Without our workers, we literally have no business. It would be Kate and I back on the jobs, the two of us. It would be a very, very different setup. And so to every day, like we have talked about picturing their faces, right? On a daily basis and remembering without these people, we have nothing. Take care of them, think of them, think about their families, think about what they're trying to do. And don't just get completely caught up in our insane ambition to move the company yeah, forward. Like I think for us to focus on that and, and on what we have now and what we've built and enjoy what we've built. I think that that's, that's, that's the next little, little time there to, Relax and enjoy this a little bit as best as we can. I love that so much. I, I think just focusing on humans yeah. is like so underrated and, and COVID so really important. messed us up. Yeah. Social media messed us up. Yep. And, you know, the fact that I can just FaceTime anyone at any moment and mm -hmm. just, yeah. I can, you know, we need to get back as a society yeah. to like, longer formats where there's no people get so annoyed about these podcasts because mm -hmm. I, I didn't give you any questions i just said show <laughs> yeah, up yeah great we were here we're like where do we park we're here yeah. and i think that like that's what we need yeah. after the pandemic i think that's like, right there needs to be awkward silence there needs to be like wow you just said something can we dig into that mm -hmm. a little bit more so this, this is my own personal belief but that's I what that's right. i love about doing these podcasts is just this human element we're not wearing headphones. We're not yeah. sitting in a podcast studio. We're sitting in the middle of the I street. Love it. I love <laughs> People it. People are walking by, uh, donation <laughs> trucks, everything, you name it. Um, so 
it wouldn't, I feel like I wouldn't do you guys justice if we didn't think about some life hack hacks or apartment hacks or house hacks that you would recommend to someone who just wants to like stop being so frazzled every day by clutter. I mean, number one, bottom line, get rid of every single item you do not need, use, or love. Wow. Everything must go. And then- Well, and when you release it- Organizing is pretty simple when you don't have too much shit in your house. And when you release it to the universe, like one of the things that's very hard for some people to let go of things. And so we have these avenues, they come to you and you find people here at Remix who want these things. But for many people, just imagining someone else who could use it, yeah, yep. right? Just picture Super that other person and just release it to the universe. You don't have to get it, to, like people go like, I want it to go to a good whatever. I want it to get it to the right person. And you go, you can't control that. No. Just accept well, and hope. And, right? and in letting go, we always say, watch the front door, right? So you've done the big clear out, you're living with exactly what you need, use and love. The don't over-purchasing is where people are going wrong. Because it's so Your easy. Your house wouldn't there be cluttered if you weren't over-purchasing. Right, you're looking on Instagram, right. they're giving you ads all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Amazon. To our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Everything we talk about now, we're gonna start getting Google ads I for. I know, so. it's crazy. Yeah, and I think people are so surprised when they come to my house and it's so minimalist. Yeah. Because so my life though. is clutter. Yeah. Right, like here. But that's why it's, it's like you just need. Yeah, and it's right. just like I would rather let everyone come here and experience these goodies and yeah. these treasures than like hoarding it for yeah. myself. Right, I think that's right. Well, and I think it does the idea of that that you know the old one man's trash, another man's treasure. But it is true, mm-hmm. and so you just have to shift it down the you know down the system and let someone else find it so that they can have it and enjoy it. Because if you're not enjoying it and you're holding on to it because you should, there are no shoulds. Yep. Right. Like just just get rid of that stuff. Couldn't agree more. Or you're going to end up giving all your stuff to John Gluggers. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Uh-huh. So. This should be a lesson for everyone. Less is more. Let it go. <laughs> um, a question I ask every one of my guests. If you could have a billboard sponsored by Lug Life, so you wouldn't have to pay for it, it could be anywhere you want, where would it be, what would it say, and why? I guess it would be in New York since a ton of our business Yeah, it would there. be like, uh, you know, those, like the Manhattan mini storage ones on the West Side <laughs> Highway. It would be like right? one of those. It would be on the West Side those, Highway, honestly. yeah. Um, I, th- I think it would say we want you to love your home again. Because we do. The idea of or that. Or we want to help you love your home again. Oh, even nicer. That the driving force is that. Home is a hugely important thing, right? It's where it all happens, where it's all at. And even work has been happening there for the last couple of years. But yes, the idea that you love your home, that you walk in the door and you're like, ah, this is manageable. Mm-hmm. This is okay. This works for us. So yeah, love your home again. Well, and you know, we, I can't remember where we originally talked about this, but like the the feeling that we're trying to create in the homes of our clients stems from the home that I grew up in, right? Like we had a lot going on. My parents were divorced. We had multiple homes that we were moving between. We moved a lot, we whatever, but home itself was this like wonderful sanctuary with my family and it was calm and it was peaceful and we, we all like being there and my friends were welcome there. And so the idea that we can help our clients have that feeling of like calm and joy and ease. No matter what else is going on, right? You can have that. You can have your moments of cozy. That's what you always say on the phone. Like I can't help you with the big problems, but we can help with the stuff. Like that's so great. Do you guys have any questions for me? I'm just so amazed by how big the business is. Like I've lost track somewhere along the I way. Think when we met you, it was when it was we in first, my apartment. right? It was, yeah. yeah, it was I, really I think tiny. When you, when you and I talked for the first time, we talked on my landline, yeah. which was my, <laughs> so good. my office line. Um, my wife 
was my girlfriend at the time. She just moved in. The first, the top level was a duplex. The mm -hmm. top level was our office, which had an enormous table that took up the entire room. <laughs> nice. So you had to literally like- Scoot around the edges. The entire, just yeah. to get out of the apartment. And then I lived downstairs. Amazing. Um, and amazing. so were the other guys when she started to grow coming there? Oh yeah, 6 a.m. every single day. I'd still be in the shower and I would just tell them- Come on in. Yeah, yeah, come I'd on in and get to Like, this is what's going on, getting the trucks on the road. I'm just gonna shower quickly and then I'll be right out. And how many trucks do you guys have now? 20. What? Oh my God, I've totally lost track. It's exactly what you said. I was like, why have you guys doubled your business? Like somewhere in the last few years, I've lost track of how big it's gotten. That's incredible. 20 trucks. Yeah, and you know, I get pictures of the trucks every single day. Uh, I love that all mm -hmm. the guys are like so used to it now and they're yeah. so friendly and they take photos yeah. <laughs> with all my family yeah. friends. And I, I, you know, like to me, it's been so much work just to get to this point that yeah. I, I'm not surprised. I'm more like, um, I'm just more appreciative. Yeah, I know? think that's right. When you know, it's funny. You can breathe, like momentarily you can breathe and you can appreciate it. Because we've been friends on the business side of things, but we would be remiss not to say that your luggers are amazing. Yeah, they're like great. The guys who work for you, the friendliness, the ch like sometimes it's dirty, yeah. nasty, hot, hauling. And I know they're stronger than we are, but it's still a strain and they're carrying oh, stuff. Yeah. Flights and flights of brownstones and all of that. And they're just cheerful, happy, do their job. We are always, when the luggers show up, we're, we're like, always so happy. Okay, we're gonna be okay. All this stuff can be, you know, taken out of here. Yeah, I think, first of all, we have a full-time hiring manager. Um, we need that one day. Yeah. We're, we're gonna follow in your footsteps and there. We, we interview hundreds, if not thousands of people to select a handful. That's so right. interesting. Well, it makes sense. When it's you the think. opposite of and what we do. We hire one, we interview one person. We're like, great, you're hired. You're a good fit. Well, it used to be like that when yeah. I, you know, yeah. when I was doing the interview, but now it's like we, there's only one thing that I guarantee that each individual guy has been through rigorous yeah. interviewing, multiple yeah. interviews for a, a job that, you know, has this bad stigma around it. The reason we can trust these guys to go mm -hmm. in the nice departments and all of the, yep. really the country, if not the world, is because we know them. We yeah. know their family, they know us. Yeah. You know, they had to do two weeks of training just before we put them on a truck. Yeah. So the amount of work and the amount of people that drop out, we're fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're like, I'd rather you do it now. Get it over with now. Yeah, yeah. My heart Honestly, now. Yeah. it works though. Like the, the caliber of the people that you have and the way that it comes across and the way that they operate with our clientele, which as you know, is like super high in New York. Like they're excellent. Every time they are excellent. And so we never hesitate to bring you guys into anything that never. we're doing. We're like, yep, they can do it. It's gonna be great. Yeah, and I think a lot of businesses are like, I want this specific person because yeah. they don't trust the whole company right. with us. Yeah, we've like, done that. We're like, yeah, yeah great, like, whoever, whoever comes. shows up, I know is gonna give yeah. it 100%. Yeah. That's right. Well, and when you do think back to when we were so much smaller and we saw your guys, you know, multiple days a week. Yep. Same guys. Right? Yep. Same guys. We're all very attached to each other. Even when I walked in your office this morning and saw Gerald there and whatever, and just to see each other again. Like, all these oh my years God, later. All these years later. It's really so, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Daryl has gone from the guy in the truck to now our director of training. So it's Well, and he, he was super charming. Yeah. As, as a lugger and really so conscientious about his work that you'd go like, this guy's unstoppable. There's nothing he can't do. Yeah, and a lot of times we use Slack. I don't know what you guys mm -hmm, communicate yep. with, but like almost, it feels like almost every day, right, Roger? That <laughs> we're like, the anniversary of this person's yeah. been here for eight years, and I'm just wow. like, Yeah, we've started so having big anniversaries, like five years, six years in there, which is amazing.
Not many companies can say that. Yeah. Our most senior organizer just had her five, five year at, in November. And I mean, she is amazing. An absolute workhorse. We'd be nowhere without her. Right? Takes every job. We're like, we've got a job. It's dirty. It's far away. It's whatever. She's like, I'm your gal. <laughs> She's right? amazing. No matter what it is, high end, two day, whatever it is, she just jumps right in. But, you know, it's funny because when the people who are the senior organizers, we have four of them, um, they set the pace for everybody else. This is how you do it. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Show up, you work hard, you're cheerful, you're compassionate. And of course, our clients get unbelievably attached to them. Yeah. Yeah. I think nowadays anyone can work anywhere. Yeah. So like you don't have to live in the corporate headquarters location. Totally right. So like people want to work for people they love and trust and yeah. respect. And I think that's why you guys are hitting these huge milestones that probably a lot of companies would pray for. Well, you know how it used to be years ago, you guys are too young for this, but people stayed with companies like your parents or grandparents for their whole careers. Um, and they sort of took care of them. And then all, that all went away. Right. You know, pensions went away and all that stuff. But maybe it will come back to a way where, like, you stay with the company yeah, and you're rewarded it, yeah. for your loyalty. Yeah, for sure. Right? So, like, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they you do You can it? follow us on Instagram at Done and Done Home. You can go to our website, doneanddonehome.com. That's got all the info. It's got links to the book. It's got links to the course. It's got everything you would need is on our website. And make sure you also in the process of redoing that <laughs> currently. And make sure you pre-order their book on yes, yes right? please, so please pre-orders. And really this is matter. what we've learned: pre-orders really matter. We didn't know that, right? And so yeah, they put like it out lot. like a few months before you can get it. We know it's hard that you can't get it when you order it, but it'll we be hope worth that it. you will. Awesome. That wraps up episode seven. Done and done. Home. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you, thank guys you so, so much for this having was us. So great and. Um, I, I really can't tell you how appreciative I am. They came all the way from New Jersey. Most of the time we traveled to the... <laughs> totally no, we, we wanted, wanted to come to Remix. Yeah. We wanted to see what was going on here. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. I thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you. This was great. It really was fantastic. Thank you.